the book of Ephesians chapter 4. As you can see behind me, my title this morning is God's Red Line. And there's a key point I want to get to, and that's encapsulated by this statement, what God commands, he also makes possible. Would you care to repeat that after me? What God commands, he also makes possible. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. This is a crucial point in Paul's letter to the Ephesian believers He has said so much that builds up to this point, and we'll dip into that as time goes by. He also says a whole lot afterwards as well, but this is the crucial red line in this letter. Red line. Now, I'm sure you know what red lines are. It's uh, all over the world, internationally, politics included. There's talk about red lines. President Obama said there was a red line when it came to Syria's use of chemical weapons. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, at uh, the uh, national, at the uh, 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 at the nations, uh, said that uh, there was a red line when it came to allowing Iran to develop nuclear weapons, which is they, he alleged was their plan. So we can see a red line is almost like a challenge, almost like a threat. If you cross this line, you're in big trouble. But there has been, more recently, in our own political situation, a lot of talk about red lines, a little bit more amiable. I don't know if you recall, we don't want to rerun the general election. We had enough of that when the time was. But if you recall, round about uh, the the, uh, time of May, Uh, the the, uh, pollsters were saying we predict there will not be one party that will win an overall majority and so there was a lot of chatter a lot of talk show teasing about how coalitions could be gathered after the previous general election and uh, what were the red lines for each of the parties well the Labour Party said we have a red line we are going to abolish non-dom status non-dom status in case you don't know is is wealthy people who live in the UK but for tax purposes are counted as resident outside the UK and get loads and loads of tax benefits Um, David Cameron joined in and he said, I have a red line. My red line is this. Uh, The British people deserve a referendum on whether they are to stay in a reformed Europe or leave. And he said, I will not lead a government that doesn't honor that pledge. That's a red line. The Liberal Democrats had six. Uh, Very good ones, I guess. Education, economy, and the NHS. But these red lines were red lines which showed what was necessary in order to have a fruitful relationship. And I guess that's what God means here when he lays down his red line. His red line is this, don't live 
like you used to live. Live as a child of the kingdom. Follow me, surrender to me, and live that life that displays me. I believe that in a way God was saying, this is a necessary condition for you and I to have a positive and fruitful relationship. And uh, it says in Amos chapter 3, you'll recall this, one of the most famous quotations from the Old Testament prophets. Amos lived in the 8th century before Christ, and, and he was appealing to the people of God of his day. Amos 3 verse 3, he says, Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? God is saying, you want to walk with me? Then you've got to agree on the direction. And it's this side of the red line, my friend. This is a clear, absolute red line. And Paul emphasizes that this comes with the authority of Christ. There are certain devices by which Bible readers, uh, Bible writers actually underscore their text. Of course, everything that Paul says comes by the inspiration of the Spirit. But when he wanted to highlight something, draw a line under something, use italics, bowls, stabilo boss, whatever is necessary, there are certain ways of doing it. This is one. And he says, I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, NIV. I tell you this, and I testify to it, New King James. And in the New Living Translation, he says, with the Lord's authority, I say this. This tells us that the authority of Jesus over his kingdom is absolute absolute authority the name of Jesus we've just been singing we've just been celebrating to call Jesus Lord means that our hearts have been changed and we have a revelation of God we speak by faith and speak by the Holy Spirit Jesus Christ is Lord and he carries absolute authority over your life and therefore his standards are absolute you don't play with it You don't mess with it and say, God's got red lines, I have my gray areas. God's got got red lines, I've got some pink lines. Uh, God's red line is a bit wavy when it comes about me. I really kind of, God's got to understand, I don't really think he expects me to respect his red line. After all, I have my choice, I have my freedom, I know what's best for me. Such is the thinking of today, even amongst many believers. But the red line of God is a line of demarcation between two kingdoms. Bruce, in the offering talk, mentioned another red line. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't, it's, not either, it's not both and, it's either one or the other. So you make your mind up. I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to serve the spirit of mammon and materialism. God says, I've drawn a red line. This side of the red line, there is the kingdom of darkness. Here is bondage and death and condemnation and misery. But when you cross the line into the kingdom of God, here is life and joy and peace and glory, righteousness, hope, and the power of the Holy Spirit when we surrender our lives to Christ. And when we do that, when we make that decision to surrender our lives to Christ, God takes us out of that old, rebellious, tin pot, defeated, desperate kingdom of Satan and gives us into the kingdom of God's beloved son where there is life and freedom and liberty and joy and it's about time to say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The book of Colossians chapter 1 
verses 13 to 14 says this. He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. And there's a cost. The price he paid, verse 14, who purchased our freedom and forgave us our sins. Now we're on the, in the kingdom of light. We're called to live as children of light. Now we've been set free. We're called to live free. We have to take notice of God's line. It's a non-negotiable line of demarcation. If we cross it and live as we, as we ought not to live, still live back in the old, we are breaking faith with God. We're ignoring the essential element of a fruitful relationship. But a red line is not just indicating a key element of a fruitful relationship. It is also used to demarcate the limit beyond which safety cannot be guaranteed. You know, I'm a great motorcycle enthusiast. I keep my motorcycle covered up for most of the year and uh, when the weather's fair and I've got some time I ride it it's not been ridden for a long time so I had to go back and check out my motorbike and and also have a look on my motor car to check my research do you know there is an engine red line the engine red line what is that Uh, you see an engine internal combustion engine a rotary engine like that uh, is designed to function at within certain limits If the revolutions per second of the engine exceed these limits, then it's a danger sign. It's warning. The engine will not function. It will break down. There will be problems. So marked in red, not on your speedometer, but on your rev counter, your tachometer, there's a red line. I looked on my motorcycle. Seven, well, actually, somebody did it for me, to tell the truth. Scott did, did the research. I was far too busy thinking about spiritual matters. And, and he went down to look at it. My motorcycle tachometer tells me if I exceed 7,500 revolutions per minute, then my motorbike will seize up. Go to my car. A beautiful car parked in the car park has only 6,000 revolutions per minute before you go into the red zone. But the key point is this. When you go into the red zone... You're in danger. Your safety cannot be guaranteed. So it is in the kingdom of God. We we think we know best, but God who made us knows best. And he says, you function this side of the red line. On the other side of the red line, there's danger. Things will break down. It's all going to seize up. It's going to heat, overheat. It's going to end in tragedy. Stay within the limits. God's limits are limits of love. They're limits of freedom. He knows how best we function. And if you recall, in the very beginning, in the Garden of Eden, that beautiful, perfect garden, there was a red line. God said, Adam and Eve, look, look, look at all these beautiful fruit trees. And you can eat of all of them. Eat, enjoy. I've given this fruit to bless you. But... There is one tree in the middle of the garden and you're not to eat of it because if you eat that fruit, you will die. It was a red line. And you say, well, why would God have to spoil it by giving a red line? Oh, no, 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 no. That red line defined their relationship. 
A relationship of love has to be based on a free will response. And in a perfect world, all the fruit's there, all the provision is there. God said, this red line is a witness and testimony that you freely choose to love me because if you choose to, you can disobey me. I've given you a red line. God wasn't inviting them to disobey, but he was saying that's a test of love. Now the snake came in. I found no Bible version that actually translates snake as snake. They use these kind of highfalutin terms like serpent. Ooh, I think we should call a snake a snake. We from Africa know all about a nyoka. Okay, snake. All right. So we know what happened. The first thing that the snake wanted to do was to call into question God's red line. And this is how he did it. Genesis 1, Genesis 3, verse 1. Did God really say you must not eat of the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Stop right there, you hissing snake. What are you trying to insinuate? It's very clear. Trying to say God is a restrictive God. He says you can't eat any of the fruit. That was not the red line. The red line was you can eat all of the fruit except one. So the enemy likes to come in and sow seeds of doubt and confusion and deception in your heart as if to say that God's red lines are unfair, they're unjust, they're there to spoil it for you, they're there to restrict you. And then the devil went on to say, you know, if, if you eat of that fruit that God has forbidden, you won't die, God is withholding something from you. And what will happen is your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. God is keeping that from you. And the verse 4 Verse 6, actually, of Genesis 3 goes on to say, the woman was convinced. And for the word convinced, we've got to read deceived. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused, hopelessly deceived. Because the red line is a line of defense against harmful influences. In fact, that concept was where this expression came in for the first time historically during the Crimean War, 1853 to 1856. And in 1854, there was one of the decisive battles of the Crimean War, the Battle of the Balaclava. So you say, this is history unfamiliar. No, it's not. It's the era of Florence Nightingale. She was the great nurse of the Crimean soldiers. And because of her Christian influence, her care and compassion of the soldiers, she cleaned up the hospitals and she made sure there were cleanly standards, standards of cleanliness. And she also began the first training program of nurses so we are familiar with this time in, 19, in, 1880, in 1864, 1854, actually, there was this Battle of the Balaclava, and it was a decisive battle. The Russians had cavalry uh, and far outnumbering the small coalition, which included Britain, 
included France and some of the soldiers from the Ottoman Empire that was collapsing and Russia was taking advantage of this and we had to hold the line. And there is a very famous battle in the Battle of Balaclava when a thin line of soldiers dressed in red held the line against the cavalry. There were the 93rd Regiment, the Highlanders Regiment, and a journalist who was an eyewitness described it. He says, there was a thin red streak tipped with a line of steel, and it was that line that held against the attacks of the enemy. In our world today, we are that thin red line as the enemy tries to come in and break down all God's red lines, invade the territory of the kingdom of God, push back the powers of light. And so we must be 93rd regiment, 93rd regiment soldiers, the thin red line, holding the line against the breakdown of male and uh, the distinction between male and female. I'll give you some examples. The Bible says male and female they made them. Our society is rejecting that gender distinction. God said, for this reason shall a man leave his mother and father, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Man and woman, the covenant of marriage, that's a red line we maintain today. Sexual relations within the covenant of marriage for our own well-being, that's a red line we must maintain today. Jesus is the only way to God. John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That is a red line of the gospel paid in full by the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't compromise. We hold that red line. The sanctity of life in respect of laws on abortion, in th uh, euthanasia, and assisted suicide. We maintain the red line in his image. We have been created. And within those boundaries, all well-being exists. I don't know if you uh, remember the moment in 1992 when there was this decision that we were going to have new red routes in London. Remember that? It seems as if the old rules weren't good enough. We have a yellow line, no parking. If you're visiting London, listen carefully. A yellow line, no parking except within the times which are listed. Double yellow line, no parking at all, at all. And then it goes on from that, a red line. No, not just no parking, no stopping, no waiting. Might as well say no breathing, no living, no blinking. <laughs> right there on that one red line, within the times there, but then a double red line is no way, Jose, you don't, you don't, just, just don't. <laughs> As I found to my chagrin, my, the normal law-abiding citizen that I am, had to drop somebody off at a Victoria station and the cameras were everywhere, the rest shall just be pushed to the sidelines. <laughs> but that red route brought down Traffic incidences to 36 by 36 percent, whereas in 1992 it had only come down 12 percent in the rest of London. The pilot scheme was working. Overall journey times improved by 36 percent, and, and, and efficiency on buses by one third. Wow, it was for our well-being after all. If anybody's had the week we've had on the London traffic, we thank God there's anything that keeps anything moving. These red lines are for our well-being. But despite that, and even if we believe that most of the time, we still 
find ourselves transgressing. I wish I could say that the moment you're in the kingdom of God, you have no more temptation, no more attacks from the flesh, no more confusion entering your mind, but it does. And thank God, there's another red line. This time it's a red line in the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. It's a crimson thread that is woven into the fabric of Old Testament and New Testament revelation uh, uh, from Genesis to the book of Revelation. It's the blood of Jesus, God's Son, that cleanses from every sin. Whether it's the promise that the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head in Genesis 3.15, whether it is the God, God himself who slew animals shedding blood that Adam and Eve's nakedness could be, cleaned, uh, could be covered. Whether it is the blood of the Passover, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Whether it's the blood of atonement, it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Or whether it is the Isaiah 53, where it speaks about by the blood and death of Jesus Christ, we are healed and saved. Or whether it is, as I've already quoted, the, from John's letter, the blood of Jesus cleanses from every sin. Or whether it is that final verse in Revelation. Revelation 1 verse 5. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. There is hope for the transgressor. Because God has taken care of the penalty. The blood of Jesus but he's done more than that, far more than that. Now, um, today, in the Bibles that you get, even this recent one that I've bought, most often, it's a very rare exception these days, the words of Christ are printed in red. Have you ever seen that? And I don't know what I think about that. It's just at least helpful to just take special notice of Jesus' words, although the whole Bible is inspired. It's not as if you just take the red seriously and chuck out the rest, but if you take the red seriously, you will believe the rest. The words of Christ in red. So there's another red line. That's the red line of God's word, not just written in a book, but written in our hearts. Did you know that that's the new covenant promise. Have a look at Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. This is the promise of God. And I will give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll take out of your stony, stubborn heart, take out your stony, stubborn heart, and give you a tender, responsive heart, and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. In other words, God's word by his spirit was going to be written on our hearts. This is the new covenant promise. Jeremiah 31 verse 33 says, but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them. God's word is living on the inside. His instructions are deep within us. We don't live by external law, but we live by the Spirit of God who directs us and motivates us and enables us from within for what God commands, he also makes possible. I will write them on their hearts. I'll be their God, they'll be my people. There's this beautiful 
reference in the, New, in the Old Testament. Read it first in the NIV, Psalm 119, verse 32. I like both of these translations, and there is a textual variant. And when we've got a choice, I take them both. Isn't that right? Do you want vanilla or chocolate? I'll take them both. All right. Psalm 119, verse 32, NIV. Listen to this. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. Even today, many of us think that God's rules and his standards, they're restrictive, and they want to be free. Let me ask you a question. When is a train free? When it's running freely on the tracks that it was designed to run on, or hurtling out of control over the field? Which train would you like to be on? God has set our hearts free. We can't wait to run after his commandments. Then in the same verse in the English Standard Version, I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. A free heart is enlarged. In other words, God has opened up our hearts. We might receive Jesus Christ, his word, his spirit, and he writes that on the inside of us. And because of that, we are free. And we are never more free than when we are following the Holy Spirit, running in obedience with the living God. So all these red lines, yeah, they're laid down by God, they're absolute, non-negotiable, but eminently doable because they're given by God in his love and in his compassion. Praise God. He's enlarged our hearts. We can embrace God's goodness from within. We can embrace God's standards. And you, you read in the Bible and it, it says something and you say, well, that's right against what my social worker said. Or that's right against what my counselor said. That's right against what my teacher said. That's right against what the media says. Let me tell you, don't compromise God's red line. Stick with it. It's good, it's medicine, it's health, it'll keep you, it'll protect you, it'll bring you into the blessing of God, especially not just as you read it, but as you do it, the Word of God. That's why after every service, I send out to the cell leaders a sheet which describes the essence of the message, giving its teaching, but especially its take-home word. And the take-home word for today is this, what God commands he also makes possible. You don't say, I can't, I can't. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to ask you some questions. Where do you draw the line for yourself? We're so used to saying, you're an autonomous being. You choose your own red lines. I'm going to stand, this is my red line. Is it? Well, is it God's red line? Draw your red line where God draws his red line. Don't compromise. Is it according to God's will? Some people say, well, I, I, I obey God's red lines. And you watch them, they are standing so close to the red line, they're going to trip over any moment. Don't stand right on the edge, don't push it to the limits. The red lines are there, not for you to flirt with, but for you to say, God, thank you that you're directing my life. Not just as an external legalistic principle, certainly not that at all, but God's word written within our hearts. Are you even now at the point of crossing a red line in that relationship, in that business deal? 
Have you already blurred the distinctions? You've been living in the pink for a long time and it's getting darker and darker right now to redder and redder. Is it something that's happening on the internet? Is it a relationship in the office that is taking you outside or a great danger of taking you outside of God's red line for your life? God has said it. He insists on it. I insist on this. Live no longer like the Gentiles. Live. I cry to you in love, God says. This is for your safety, your blessing, and your protection. Today there is a warning signal that goes up. I'm going to call it the Kavadom. That's Hebrew, just in case. You, it's not Swahili or French. Kav Adom. Because the Kav Adom, the red line, is so frequent in the land of Israel. In fact, a journalist said nobody ever crosses a line anymore. Nobody ever draws a line. It's always a red line. You just crossed a red line. I'm drawing a red line. So this is common parlance. In fact, one of the uh, uh, journalists records a blogger absolutely going bananas over for what he, what he was concerned one of the most outrageous red lines crossed ever. Now he saw a child coming out of the supermarket with a strawberry ice cream cone licking away but at the same time picking up some tomatoes from the vegetable stand popping tomato in his mouth ice cream, tomato, ice cream. And the blogger says, if that is not crossing a red line, I don't know what a red line is. <laughs> but there's a far more serious red line. In Israel, it's called the red line, referring to the water levels of Lake Galilee. There is a lower red line that runs at 213 meters below sea level. And that's a warning signal when the lake drops to that level. All Israel has to say, listen, we better conserve water because this is the only source of fresh water supply in Israel. They do desalination projects. But, and so a warning signal goes out. Today God is giving you a kav adom, a warning signal, saying sons, daughters, Keep on the right side of my red line. Every head bowed, every eye closed in this place. I'm quite sure that you know in every service we give an opportunity for people to give their lives to Jesus Christ. In a moment I'm going to pray for all of you because you and me included. Believe me friends, before I stand up here and preach... I go through this myself, and uh, there have been so many red lines I've crossed in the past. It's not brought honor and glory to God. I, I don't want to live in the red any longer. I, I want to live in the pastures of the promised land of goodness. I want to withdraw from stuff that creeps on me overnight as if without being attentive. I want to listen to God's warning signal, but there is a warning signal which is more important than anything else I've spoken about today, and that is this. If you die without Christ and you die on the wrong side of that line, if you never come to know Jesus Christ, you remain for time and eternity in the realm of darkness and misery and condemnation. Get out of that kingdom right now. Say to God, have mercy on me. 
and thank him for the blood of Jesus. When you put your trust in Christ, the blood, the red line of the blood is applied to your life. And God on the day of judgment will say, when I see the blood, I will pass over you and you will not be under the judgment of condemnation, but you will be under the reward of the righteousness of life. It's a gift of God. Let him take you out of the kingdom of darkness today. He will literally pick you up with all his might and power, deliver you, rescue you from the darkness and bring you into the kingdom of his light. But you have to say yes. He won't force you. You have to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. He's done everything for you. Right now, every Christian is praying. Every person is believing in this house that you will come through for God today. Here's how we're going to do it. All you have to do is to say in your heart, yes, I want Christ in my life. I want him to take me out of darkness and bring me into his light. If that's you today, I'd like you to pray this prayer after me. Everybody can pray it, but it's especially for you. All over this place on the internet, watching and downstairs overflow, people who are live stream or downstreaming this later. Listen, this is for you such a serious line. Jesus has drawn a red line. It's with the blood of Jesus. This is the point of salvation. This is the point of decision. Come out of darkness and allow me to place you into my kingdom. That's the word of God for you. Everybody praying. Here's the prayer I want you to pray loud and strong. Would you out loud? Lord Jesus Christ. Play it stronger than that. Lord Jesus Christ. I come to you now and I confess that I'm living on the wrong side of the line. Set me free, rescue me by the blood of Jesus and transport me into your kingdom. I put my trust in the one who died that I might live. Thank you for the blood. Wash me, cleanse me make me new. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer today, we have something to give you, to take you on in this, to help you with this. And I, I also want to pray for you. So if you prayed that prayer and you really know you need Christ in your life, please respond. Here's how I want you to respond. Just lift your hand right now and somebody's going to come and stand with you. Thank you. God bless you there. Lift your hand. Keep it up. Somebody's going to come and stand with you. And we've got something to give you all over this place. One person, another person there. I need the consolidators in. Thank you so much. Lift your hand again because they're missing, missing your hand. I saw it, but they haven't seen it. If you want Christ, lift your hand. Thank you so much. There are two people back there. Thank you. Is anybody else here in the building? Final time of asking. Now is the time to make a decision. Come out of darkness into light by the blood of Jesus. If that's you, if that's what you want, lift your hand. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Downstairs, lower hall, behind me, there are people there to help you on the internet. You can email us in. Let's pray for these people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the red line of the cross makes it possible for us to cross over into the kingdom of God where Jesus is Lord, where our sins are forgiven, where we live for God forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Now, right now, you want to give time to the Holy Spirit to work in your hearts. And it's a challenge. 
Thank God that what God commands, He makes possible. We can come out of our sin. Is there a habit that you want to break? I mean, not just a bad habit. I mean, a, an ungodly habit. Is there something happening? You say, Jesus, I want your freedom today. Break out of the bondage of the powers of darkness. You are a child of God. You are called to live free. You are called to live in freedom. God wants you to be released from the chains that hold you back, that you might run in the freedom of the Spirit. Where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. There is liberty. There is freedom. Come on, people of God. That's something to shout about. Okay. Okay, I get this. There are so many people you are feeling so convicted right now. Let me tell you, this is a conviction of love. Come out of that relationship. You know it's wrong. You, it can't prosper. It can't be a blessing. I don't care how good it feels. If it's on the wrong side of the red line, it's no good for you. Business deals unreconciled relationships, unforgiveness, whatever it is, it's on the wrong side of the red line. Don't live any longer in the things of the old stuff. Learn what it is to live in the sweetness and the joy of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask you to stand right now, all of you, and I'm going to pray over all of your lives the freedom and liberty of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that cleanses from every sin. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray you move by your Holy Spirit. Sweep across this place with the conviction of your compassion. Your hands are dripping with the oil of anointing mixed with the blood of Jesus of cleansing. Cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our hearts. Keep us. Keep us in that place. Keep us in that place. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from every sin. The blood of Jesus sets us free from the old way of life. Break the bondage of sin. Loose your people. People of God, you've got to choose to move with God, to put the world behind you, to follow the blood, to follow the cross, to stay on the red line. God will help you. What he commands, he makes possible by his Holy Spirit. Father, bless them, strengthen them, release them. Do what only you can do. We say without you, we have nothing. We are nothing. We can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. We worship you. Come on, people of God. Let's press deeper into the Holy Spirit as we worship him together. In Jesus' name.